Disclaimer. What you are about to hear is a lot of gibberish, strong information and off-topic ranting. You have been warned. Leo DiCaprio should play the middle Michael B. Jordan to did miss a star Her Jake Jilly used to smoke the sweet We about to talk about bullshit pictures Leo DiCaprio should play the middle Michael B. Jordan should date my star Her Jake Jilly used to smoke the sweet shots we, we about, about to, to talk, talk about bullshit Welcome to the show Podcast Your favorite actor I say he's like a Like a fall, fall winner My favorite actor He's like spring summer <laughs> Our favorite actor I say he's like all seasons. All seasons. After. <laughs> <laughs> All right. You know what time it is. It's, I don't know where that came from. It's, it's, uh, this is another episode of the Leo B. Gyllenhaal, which you would call it the podcast where we're supposed to be talking about movies, but get off subject and start to mention in what movies we like to fall when it's. When it's like what, a what, what, uh, season or Yeah, if it's some snow outside I'll you say, know. Leo, Leonardo DiCaprio he definitely, like a, he, he definitely a summer He a summer spring Yeah, he like a summer spring But he can also fall in the winter time too Too, and if you really want to think about it He definitely could be a fall type of fella but so, He probably all seasons He all seasons um, He's one of those rare breeds Yeah <laughs> 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 uh. uh, but uh, yeah, we're supposed to talk about movies, but get off subject and get to talking about something else. But you can almost guarantee that we might maybe mention the individuals who make up this name, uh, this here, John. I feel like I stumbled over mad words. But anywho, Franklin, it's uh, your boy, Shell. Taco. Mexican. Antonio Banderas. Puss in Boots. Timberlands. Trees. Hangings. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to chill. Burn. How <laughs> <laughs> ah, the worst. Uh, it's your boy, Leo Archibald. I said chill. Daryl Mitchell. Uh, yeah. Uh, you got no actors' nicknames. <laughs> that's, that's weird. Mm. Anyway, it's just your boy, Leo Archibald, a.k.a. Slim Nady, a.k.a. Slim Pickens, a.k.a. Uh, Nady Irving, a.k.a. O'Shea Blatz in the third, a.k.a. Young Denzel, a.k.a. Robert Balmain Jr., a.k.a. Uh, Fresh J. Nate, a.k.a. Everybody's favorite, Belly Rollin', a.k.a. The new, new guy in the clique, Cartwheel Nady, a.k.a. <laughs> Roll. I don't even gotta finish it. I let the people listening to it finish it for me. Huh. Anyways, oh look, we're starting the day off with Ansel Elgert. They're reaching. Movie ain't came out yet. They constantly do that. I already said hundred percent fresh. <laughs> I'm gonna look it up now, see how many reviews it's got. <laughs> Anyways. <clears throat> 
You can find everything at the Great Musical. Joaquin Pennyworth, aka Pusha K, aka Kayanya, Fix My Life, Van Zant, Kai Dollar Sign, Knife Guy, Young Black Phillip, Kayanya Taylor Joy, Fossil Man, The Fitbit Messiah, Terry Hightower, Chevy K, Chorus Kojo, Glock Eisweiler, Station Wagon K, Chatwick Flossman, and you know what? Let's just get to it, ladies. <clears throat> Sweet lady. Would you, you be my sweet lover? A lifetime, I'll be there when you need me. Just how receive me? Yeah. Finish up this frosty. All right, so, uh, before we get to moving on, Baby Driver has 22 reviews on uh, Rotten Tomatoes. So, and we might be looking at another Get Out. That's uh-huh. that's shocking. One one person got to say the movie good, but Ansel Elgar still sucks. That's unbelievable. Kill it. Where's that troll at when you need him? Who was over there dissing Get Out and <laughs> Toy Story, whichever one it was. Yeah. All right. So since we had a little week off last week, but. We back to business here. So, you seen any movies since the last episode? I didn't see any that week because we all know that was a very dry week at the movie theater. But over the weekend, I saw a movie that I almost changed my mind before going to the theater because I was not unaware of the exact reviews of this movie. But I, feel I, like I saw you the, the circle. circle. <laughs> Uh, former guest milkshakes was like, "Did that movie get any good reviews?" Like, let me look. I was like, uh, "Nope, no." <laughs> it really didn't even uh, think about it. So then I was like, "Well, we gotta see it." So if you listen to a couple episodes ago, when we gave our Rotten Tomatoes prediction on it. Oh. We said it could either be good uh-huh. or it could be really bad. And the review from the reviews, uh-huh. it's teetering on really bad, but as well from viewing the movie. <laughs> <laughs> All right, why is this movie crappy? Because I ain't seen it yet. Uh, Besides the fact that it's almost two hours. Yeah, very. If you go on the, the same uh, app I use, we've been doing this podcast for a year, never giving me any issues. Clicked on this. Didn't have the runtime of the movie. That's when I knew something was up with this movie. Like, yeah, y'all hiding something. I had from to your boy. search it. It was an hour and 50 minutes. Felt like three hours and 40 around that. Uh, I almost... How quick did I fall asleep in this movie? (laughs) I mean, cold. So that means not only was my normal movie theater sleepy, it was boring. And then one of the things, the actors, I don't think they cared for the script very much. Because the way it's acting, Emma Watson's... You could hear her regular accent through it. She's like, I don't care. So I was like, oh, she she must just be playing like a different type of foreigner. Then they showed her parents. One of her parents was talking uh, American accent. I'm like, all right, the dad is the foreign one. He has like a hillbilly-ish accent. I'm like, that's not y'all's daughter then <laughs> with her voice. Wait, didn't she have... I believe she had her accent in Beauty and the Beast, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah. Is Kevin Klein? is he a foreigner? I think he's. A, I can never remember if him specifically is one. Cause I think I think I noticed it the second time. I was like, "Wait, he just hit me." 
Is she speaking with her regular accent like See? she just doesn't care? Or they are racist against men, and when it comes to men and women, I know the term's not racist, but <laughs> <laughs> when it comes to women, they're like, "Go ahead, use your accent." Uh-huh. When it comes to a fella, nah, you cover that up, John Boyega. <laughs> speaking of John Boyega, <laughs> now this can't because he, of course, he had to do an American accent. But the tone of his voice, that can't possibly be his actual speaking voice. He was speaking high-pitched, and he sounded like a Caucasian young <laughs> teenage boy. He yeah. sounded crazy. I wanted him off the screen. He, he, and I don't know, because he's not, John Boyd is not crazy dark. And so the filmmakers thought that when him and Emma Watson was in certain scenes together, you just, I couldn't see John Boyd. <laughs> Where is this dude? I hear the talking. Oh, I can see that night scene when they first met met each other. Like, where is this guy? He is. And I was looking at him like, he's not a movie star either. <laughs> I was, this movie really showed John Boyega's weaknesses. He Voices needs, is his yeah, one. He, he can't be a voice actor. Um, he can't work with certain filmmakers that like to use dark lighting because he can't be seen, and he's not even that dark. And then he's like real, he's like much more bigger than everybody, but not in the like Dwayne The Rock Johnson way, just in the, I'm just big body, and I ain't fat, just ain't like in shape or nothing. And then on top of that, I don't want to ever see Tom Hanks do this to himself again. He felt like a third tier type of dude in this movie. Granted, I fell asleep through a lot of uh, on and off a lot through this movie, so I could be missing stuff. But if that felt weird, uh, uh, Patton Oswalt was the other villain. Movie? Uh huh. It was him and Tom Hanks were like the little villain type dudes. Wait, is Patton Oswalt funny in this movie? He most of his good movies are not him be, doing comedy. So. But seeing him play a when I see him play a villain, he's usually funny. Yeah, like a funny yeah. Because he no. was the villain in uh Keeping Up with the Joneses. Oh, yeah. And he was like humorous in I mean, it. he said a little small little funny thing. Tom Hanks said something funny in it. And then who else was in it? Karen Gillan. She We got some sneaky people in this cast. I think I think that was her. Yeah, I'm going to just say it's Karen Gillan. She was towering <laughs> over everybody. It looked nuts. And then, of course, I fell asleep, so I was missing little details. I couldn't, t- like, was this a college? I was struggling, and I fell asleep for a little bit. Woke up, and she had the little technology where, like, her whole life was, like, being broadcasted onto uh, this whole little website and stuff. That whole part was weird. Then it. The ending was, I I can't even explain that ending. John Belegas, I don't know. I I was too off and on through this movie, falling asleep and stuff, to really give you the complete details. All I know is it just didn't didn't feel like it was for me. The reviews, I can see why they were bad. I was thinking I was going to see a Tom Hanks, Emma Watson, square-off type movie. Tom Hanks was just a villainous type dude. Not like... (laughs) No specific, like, all right, it's Tom Hanks time, and he was nice like normal Tom Hanks. He was like a Steve Jobsy type dude. I don't know. I'm gonna have to. I'm gonna say I'm gonna have to see this again, but I'm not gonna see it again. So I'll just leave it. Leave the mystery of what's actually this movie is in the air. Huh, I was deciding between uh, that and some other movie to see this week, but 
Some bad reviews, your bad review, and that uh, almost two-hour runtime is really going to get to me. So. It's worth seeing and hearing John Boyega's voice to see if I'm not tripping. I'm going to probably still see it, but I might bring Brianna with me to uh, bear the torture. Because we almost saw that this weekend, but opted for something else. All right, you see anything else? Nope, I think that's it. All right, let me try to run off all these movies I've seen since the last episode. I might be forgetting one, but... You know, it happens. First up, saw Boss Baby. I didn't really like that movie all that much. <laughs> like, the voice actors was fine. They was, seemed like they was trying and whatnot, but it just wasn't that good to me. The funniest character was a an alarm clock. <laughs> I don't know why he kept cracking me up, because he was ex- or over the top. But he was funny. And I don't either... I, I mean, I did fall asleep at a couple moments in this movie, but... I don't think they really explained the whole baby situation. Because the mom was pregnant. Then the baby showed up in a cab. <laughs> like, there's... There's... Like, the baby... They come... Babies come from this place. And, like, they either are, go to families or they become, like, businessmen. That's hence boss baby. But I'm still lost at the fact that... She was pregnant. And the baby showed up in a cab. <laughs> and that whole scenario gets revisited again at the end, which makes me even more confused. So that really just threw me off. But there's just something about this movie I wasn't really rocking with. That happens sometimes with animated movies. Next up, saw Colossal. That was a good movie. But talk about tone shifts. It goes from one type of movie then abruptly changes to something completely different. Uh, I mean, I liked it, but I haven't seen a, a shift like that in a movie in a while where you get in, like, humor, like a little weird humorous movie, and then bam, <laughs> it get kind of dark. <laughs> but that was good. Um, I must have not known it much about this movie because when it shifted, I mean, like, you can kind of pick up the pieces when you watch the movie, like, are they about to go in this direction? And then when they do, like, all right, I wasn't expecting that from what the the trailers and stuff. But I thought it was good. Jason Sudeikis did something I didn't or you or have it. He was played somebody I have. I don't think I've ever seen him play in a movie, so that was interesting to watch. Uh, the whole uh, destruction of that place in China, Japan, wherever it was happening. They weren't doing. They weren't doing smart things. Like you would think, when this alien just randomly shows up, that after the first time or the second time, y'all would evacuate the city or of some sorts. But <laughs> nope, they was just shocked every time he showed up in the same spot doing destruction, just letting all them people die. But like whatever. Um, what else would I can say without spoiling the movie? I mean, it's still an interesting concept how it plays out. Like, the explanation of it at the end I thought was going to be better. This one kind of just seems like it was put together at the last minute because it was like, all right, we guess we need to uh, explain why this is happening. Then when they do explain, it's just like, eh. And then the way it's all resolved at the end, I, I thought it was a cool resolution, but it also seemed... Like, it was the first idea that popped in their head, and nothing is really explained about it. So that's my only little flaws, or, yeah, flaws and problems with the movie. But other than that, I thought it was a good movie. It's one of those weird movies. I thought it was going to reach great levels, but it just couldn't reach that plateau that I was hoping it could. But it's still a fun watch. 
Next, I watched Free Fire. This was a misfire. Mind you, I <laughs> fell asleep in the movie. But <laughs> I'm pretty sure that if I would watch it from start to finish, I wouldn't like it. Movies are literally impossible to stay awake in. There's some movies I'm shocked that I stay awake. Like, Colossal, I stayed awake through the whole thing. But it And it, and it doesn't even matter the time of day. It's just what nope. my body feels like it's going to do that time. But, yeah, when you... When you see the trailer for Free Fire, you know it's a movie about people just get caught up in this one area and get into a shootout. You think maybe if they decided to make a whole movie about this, they found a way to make it fun. Nah, age. <laughs> like it starts out, they got this little pl- or this little business meeting. Somebody get the slick talking to somebody else. That person pulls out the desi on them, shoots them, and then bam, it starts. Uh, Charlotte Copley, his accent is so heavy in this movie, I could barely <laughs> understand his jokes. Um, there really wasn't much to Like I said, there wasn't really much to it besides them just shooting at each other. I was falling asleep on and off, so I honestly couldn't tell you who was alive and who was dead. Because <laughs> when it came to the end of the movie, and at, at first I was like, wait, where's this person at? Did they die? <laughs> and then they came at the very end of the movie, and I was like, Okay, maybe they, that's just how they want it to be. Like, maybe this person got shot. Maybe they didn't. We're not going to care about telling you who's alive and who's dead. Uh, so I wasn't really feeling that movie. It had some humorous moments. It had some violence. But all in all, I wasn't rocking with it. Um, Next up, I saw a movie I'd never heard of until I looked at the movie times and was like, <laughs> what is this? Googled it. Saw these black fellas in it. I'm like, what is this movie? Watched the trailer about it. I'm like, eh, why not? And that is Grow House. Oh, yeah. What a little Duval and D. Ray Davis. Yep. And um, it was it was like movies like what you expect from these low-budget, non-promoting black movies. Little Duval and D. Ray, they were... Uh, they were funny at times, a little Duval more than D-Ray, because D-Ray seemed like he was trying to play the straight up, straight lace fella of the two, even though he was the one who came up with the idea to create the grow house. The plot, though, was very, like, TV show-esque, because they would go through, like, different mishaps to grow the weed, but it was nothing major, like, even the, like, the climactic moments were, were very soft, so when the movie's ending, you're like, oh, that's it? That's the that's the struggle they went through, cause they owed they end up having to owe weed to like different people like Snoop, cause he gave them money to uh, fund their little grow house. Uh, Faison, he is a uh, gangster who's stuck in a wheelchair who they're afraid of, <laughs> which is dumb. It's just all little stuff where at the end of the movie they pay up. To pay up their weed, not money, weed that they owe people, and then mm. they go on about their merry way. And it's just like, this is not meant to be a movie. My girl Lynn Shea from Insidious, I was like, why do you do this movie? I'd be forgetting what type of actors these people are. <laughs> like, huh? She was a, just a typical old lady who had a crush on Lil Duval's character. Uh, this is this one, uh, I'm assuming she's of Latin descent. She was the same girl who was in Meet the Blacks. So clearly she's making her rounds on all these (laughs) cheap black movies. Charlemagne's Black Jesus character was such a dud. He it's like he wrote the script because he was saying everything that he would say. They didn't even bother to cover up his Wolverine tat. 
<laughs> voice was they they just made his voice deeper and just gave him Jesus hair and that was about it. Uh, this movie was just it was it just wasn't like I said it just reeks of TV movie or just TV series or just some <laughs> shenanigans that would happen in a TV series. Not enough for a movie. Next up, repeat viewing. I saw Get Out again. This is a movie that's, uh, that's great to see twice because since you know what's happening, watching it, um, seeing all the little details they added throughout the film, the hint at what's going on was real sweet. Like I, um, I didn't really pay it or notice the fact that when they are at that party and they're making the rounds that all the people there and each like uh, couple is asking, what's his name, Chris? Uh, yeah. Yeah, asking him different questions like, one guy was asking him, um, do you like golf? And he was saying, not really. And he was like, let me see your golf swing anyways. So just in case he wanted to purchase him or want his mind put in his body, how his mm-hmm. golf game would translate. Uh, just just stuff like that was real dope to watch. Like, hey, really, like, seeing this movie for a second time, like I said, knowing what you're looking for. You can start paying attention to all that cool stuff and see all the details that Jordan Peele put into it, and it makes it an even more enjoyable enjoyable experience and makes you appreciate the movie more. Uh, next up, another movie at the uh, in the theaters saw Born in China, another movie I <laughs> dozed off on a I little bit. I definitely would be sleeping that. <laughs> but if you like animals and seeing them move around and do little animal stuff, it's entertaining. It's short enough. It's basically like an hour. But the runtime is like 81 minutes. Uh, so you basically get in, get out. It's like watching a bunch of YouTube videos put together. This movie got pretty dark at the end. I mean, for a, for a G movie, there was a lot of... Uh, killing related moments like <laughs> you saw the lion or the tiger or leopard or whatever that cat was hunting these animals down these the uh the scene switches and it shows that uh animal dragging the animal just caught in his mouth <laughs> like okay then at the end at the end that said kitty dies because it got into a battle with some other animal and is just sitting there dead in the snow I'm like this is kind of dark so whatever but it's cool just to see that, and then it's uh, the fact that they're able to shoot a movie in like a wild place like that. Just seeing them, how they're able to get the footage is interesting. So, I mean, I enjoyed it for what it was. I wouldn't call it great or, you know, something I watch over again. But if you like animals and animal documentaries, and you've seen the other little Disney nature docs, then you can check that out. Then, uh, to continue the Blu-ray marathon, I watched a movie we t- spoke about recently. You're next. This was an entertaining flick. The girl, Erin, I don't know her real name. She looks like Rashida Jones. <laughs> she, she's one of those great action or violent movie characters. Cause she is unstoppable. She has a great kill in there where she th- or sticks the blender in the dude's head and turns it on. She was just ruthless. Like Some of the stuff she was just doing was just, like, was just crazy. So her character was able to carry the film with her awesomeness and the fact that they threw like some humor throughout the film, a little family humor. Yeah, they were funny. So blending that with the violence makes it an enjoyable movie. And on top of that, it's a nice 96 minutes uh, starts. Nice getting there, get out. It doesn't drag, gets in, gets it going, gets it started all the way up to the end. And it ain't nothing, or you got me when the movie got humor and a bunch of violence in it, so 
I'm down with that. And then the last movie I watched back at the theater, this movie reminded me that there's some, like, it doesn't matter what time of day, or what time, or what day on the weekend, if it's at night, and it's this type of movie, you shouldn't go see it in this particular area. If you're in Columbus, there's a theater called Easton where uh, African Americans like to frequent. So <laughs> when there's a sort of movie like that, where in that realm that they would see, you shouldn't see it at night on the weekend, no matter if it's a Sunday night, because <laughs> there will be one person in there or one uh, group in there or duo, two females to be exact, who laugh at everything that's not funny, yell, <laughs> talk, and just be belligerent at the screen. <laughs> and the movie I watched was Unforgettable. In a non-surprising turn of events, this movie was the complete opposite of the title. It was Forgettable. <laughs> this movie was booty. Katherine Heigl- Heigl's character was crazy, but you don't really get a reason of why she's crazy. And then when like things start to happen, up oh, the movie's in the third act. I was sitting there like, what in the world? <laughs> like this is the like when things get like going, the movie is rounding out. Like they're really That's crazy. Like she done revealed her craziness to her ex husband pretty fast. Like nah, it's just about wrap up time. It's like was I sleep that long? Because I fell asleep at the beginning, mm-hmm. and then I fell asleep bits and pieces afterwards. But I don't feel like I missed anything. Uh, it was just, it was dumb. And I don't understand why this movie was called Unforgettable. There was a whole uh, plot element of Rosario Dawson's ex-abusive boyfriend that I thought was going to be a major factor because they even started the movie like on that note and then went to the past and then met all the way up until that point. But when he comes back in the picture, it's a, you're here and you're gone again. <laughs> I was just like, okay, I don't know what that was all for. All in all, this movie's dumb, so ain't really no need for it to have a or the percentage it has on Rotten Tomatoes, which is astounding. Mm. But um, so that's all the movies we've seen. I haven't, I haven't, I haven't listened to the whole past episode yet, so there's no past episode reflection. Should have those for you next episode. Also, if you listened to the last episode, we started our little Fast and the Furious bracket just in honor of. A new Fast and Furious oh, yeah. movie being out. But we'll get to that in a second. I forgot all about that. A week go by. Mm-hmm. I had to remind myself. I had to pull it up because if I didn't, I forgot. But speaking of Fast and Furious, just want to throw some little news. Uh, as we all know, every probably read Vin Diesel and Dwayne Johnson patched things up reportedly. Mm-hmm. So The Rock will now be in Fast 9. Thank the Lord. Because if he was gone, no Paul Walker. Hmm. I don't know. I mean, action Vin Diesel can be a good movie, but it might have tailed off a little bit. We're like, we need somebody else because y'all going to have Clint Eastwood and his ridiculousness and Tyrese's bumbling idiot character. Some of that <laughs> might have started getting old if we stripping piece, or stripping people away. On top of that, uh, they announced that there will be a Jason Statham uh, Dwayne Johnson, their characters from Fast and the Furious series, they're going to get their spinoff. So, Shaw Hobbs spinoff. So, that's good news. You looking forward to that? Which one are you looking forward to more? Fast 9 or their spinoff? I mean, both are similar to I'm looking forward to the next Star Wars. But, of course, I want to see this new Han Solo movie. <laughs> so, I think I'm in that ring. So, yeah, I don't know which. 
It's always got to be because we're still probably going to get The Rock and Jason Statham in the next Fast and mm-hmm. Furious movie. So I'll go with that one. Yeah, I'm, uh, I'm interested in seeing how this their spinoff is going to do because I just want to see how it's going to dif- differentiate because, like you said, they're both probably going to be in the next one. So it's basically like a glorified spinoff just without mm-hmm. yeah. Vin Diesel, but not no. on Tokyo Drift level. Yeah, and it just ain't going to have cars. Yeah, so I'm exci- I'm. I'm interested. Will they have cars? Will they not have cars? Will it just be a legit action movie with no cars? <laughs> so, I'm interested in seeing that. All right. That's all in the little f- quick Fast and Furious news update. Also, got a little Michael B. and Leo update. Huh? <laughs> just uh, back, uh, a couple weeks ago when the news dropped that Michael B. is going to do that Fahrenheit 451 oh, movie yeah. with Michael Shannon on, what is it, HBO? Mm-hmm. It's a little movie about where they start burning books. You probably read the book back in like school. I guess like in a dystopian like future where they get rid of all like books and all that boring stuff and make you look at media in a different way, which is like the anti what schools and crap be trying to make you look at um, the world and stuff. So I mean, a world without books is cool with me. <laughs> I mean, I'd be fine with it. Mm-hmm. And then also, Leonardo DiCaprio is and Martin Scorsese might do yet another movie. I swear, them two just keep lining up movies and don't shoot any. <laughs> it's just making me mad. So, I forget what the movie's called. I think it's called, like, uh, Killers of the... It's some long book title. Killers of the Flower Moon. Some, 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 some. <laughs> so, just yet another tease about him possibly doing a movie with, you know, the guy he's been doing a bunch of great movies with. I'm just waiting for him to get behind the camera on one of them joints so I can know what I'm going to get that next Leonardo DiCaprio movie. Leo. It ain't looking too good to be get. We ain't getting one this year. Yeah. Well, it's looking we might not get one next year. So What's going on? I'm getting a little terrified. <laughs> All right. And now, uh, you have anything you wanted to add on? Real quick, I ain't done this in a while, the box office numbers. And the only reason I thought about looking at this is because I happened to see the projected... This has nothing to do with movies, but the projected album sales of Wale's newest album. Is it high? Well, we have we now know who are the top tier rappers and <laughs> who are the lower tier rappers. That is sad. In the era of streaming, where you... Post Malone his, can go platinum. His streaming plus physical copy album sales. If it's in the two, if it's in the five digits, that's pathetic. Oops, I don't know what's happening is, and this says up to twenty two thousand. Nah, I can't be fixed. I can't be if it's if it's two thousand. From Wale. If it's true, Wale will be dead in a week. going to <laughs> kill himself. Kill himself. <laughs> and remove him from his daughter. I mean, for one, I already knew it was kind of odd how little promotion and how janky of a rollout he has had with this album. But for I- anybody. Wale. Anybody. Can th- anybody popular nowadays can throw their album out. No promo. Uh-huh. It'll be all over Twitter. All on your streaming services, all on the front page. Uh, you gonna know that they just put up new music out, so then you gonna listen to it. This is, this is down facts. there with Fat Joe and Remy Ma. Put in perspective, 
Leah Michelle's uh, title <laughs> album is at 16,000. I didn't know she dropped any music. <laughs> Uh, May J. Blige is looking to move 72,000. Uh, Gorilla is about 100,000. People just don't want to listen to Shine. Wale, 22,000. Streams? That's bad. I don't, I don't know the dumb equation for streams, but (laughs) if I would think that Wale has enough fans where they would listen to it 90,000 at least <laughs> 22,000 I got 22,000 streams <laughs> that is so that means no one really bought the album not let me look at the them gotta be all streams numbers is that it is that all together I mean, that's bad either way. So, I, so it was album sales was 13,000. <laughs> Yikes. <laughs> he sold a lot his last album. What happened? Ooh. Maybe he does need to roll out. He is. I guess there, maybe there are some uh, artists who need rollouts, but. Yeah, so I ain't got nothing to do with movies, but. Yikes. All right, well, I'm gonna type that in some more later. But at number two in the box, I just want because seeing his low amount of sales made me want to look at this low box office weekend. Speaking of the box office, I'm at the movies. I'm seeing this long IMAX line, and I am seeing so many uh, Indians. Oh yeah, that, that's one of the things I'm about to read off. I was like, what is this movie, and why is it? So That's popular. What I'm confused about that movie was almost three hours. <laughs> Number ten, we had Unforgettable, two point three million. Yes, Gifted stinks. at nine, three point three million. At eight, Smurfs with three point three million. Seven, Going in Style, three point six. Uh, six, Beauty and the Beast with six point four. Five, The Baby Boss with nine point one million. At number four, The Circle with nine point three million. <laughs> At number three, Baha <laughs> to the conclusion, 10.1 million? Yeah, I don't know. What is this? I refuse to look up that franchise. Cause... And then at number two, <laughs> How to Be a Latin Lover <laughs> with 12 million. So, what is these? Did I, I miss something? Is it a Indian New Year's? <laughs> But I saw that How to Be a Latin Lover poster, and I saw all them names. Like, what is this movie? I looked it up. I was like, I'm still not interested. Then I'm at the movies. It was one in, in one of the biggest theaters. I was like, what in the world is this? How come they know? I mean, the, Ken Marino directed it. How, what is? I mean, that's, a, that's a pretty that's successful, I suppose. Mm-hmm. Where did it? They ain't show nothing on TV or nothing. And then Fate of Fear at number one with 19.4 million. Yeah, that was that but, was but very and how to be a Latin lover <laughs> came and stole some cash. That was yeah, that was nutty. That was very nutty. <sighs> all right, that's all I got as far as that stuff. All right, well here's a little another just little quick topic. I was reading there's a movie that's being uh, adapted, and I'm not even going to tell you what the movie's about. I'm just going to give you the title, and I want you to give me what your plot of the movie would be. The movie is called Superman vs. the KKK. 
Now, if you were given that title, what would your plot for that movie be? All right, so to start out, you got the Ku Klux Klan doing Ku Klux Klan type stuff. Ryan uh, Rana, throwing, <laughs> throwing a darts at a board full of black people <laughs> and Samuel Jackson's and you. <laughs> Will Smith just pitches it down. And then the police try to stop him, but the KKK got bigger artillery this time around. They shooting flame crosses out of cannons. Is this, is this, so this is modern day. Modern day KKK. Modern times. Okay. And then, so they can't do it. <laughs> and so, so they go, and Superman tries to come and stop him, and then he gets in a big fight with the KKK. Okay. That's what I got: a true, legit <laughs> Superman versus the KKK. Is he gonna wipe the KKK out easily, or no? It's gonna be a solid battle. It's gonna be as if they got kryptonite covered cloaks, <laughs> like the scene in Age of Ultron when all the Avengers is fighting the robots, mm-hmm. except for just Superman fighting all the KKK members. <laughs> so it's gonna be a little more time consuming and hard work for him. <laughs> so this is like an hour and thirty minute action movie of just nonstop beating up the KKK. <laughs> It'll probably be about hour forty. Cause you gotta set up the plot. You gotta make the, the they want the audience to fall in love with the KKK to actually root for them and stuff. And the big bad, like I can, uh, I can see why they would hate black people so much. Uh huh. And the big bad Superman coming in trying to spoil their plans. Then you get the long fight scenes <laughs> where you just taking them all out. Oh man, like it could be like General Zod went undercover. He really didn't like die. He went undercover as a KKK member. <laughs> so at the very end, the reveal is you know he's with them, and that gives him some big baddie to fight. Or after Doomsday supposedly killed Superman, he could uh, have crept out of his grave, looked around, joined the Ku Klux Klan, <laughs> started training and stuff, and then realized their ways aren't good, and then turns on him. <laughs> So, so would Henry Cavill, Cavell, whatever his name is, would he be in this movie? Or? Yeah, just to keep some consistency. Okay. I would really kill the DC. <laughs> if, that, if you want to put an end to this brutal franchise, <laughs> make Superman versus the KKK. That would be a stake to the heart. All right. Now, before we move on to this, um, this uh, Fast and the Furious bracket... Just got this, uh, just want to do this little game of, um, uh, what, what generic name I'm about to call this? Mm, boom, or bus. <laughs> That's the only thing I came up with. <laughs> I don't want to use that, but basically what it is, I'm going to go through the summer blockbuster movies, and I want you to tell me which one you think is going to be a bomb, or which one you think is going to be a success. Because we all know every summer we got one of those movies, or we got a handful of those movies that look like it's going to stink even though they put a bunch of money into it. Then we have those surprises, like Guardians of the Galaxy was a couple years ago. And since we're getting Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 2 this weekend, which is the beginning of blockbuster season, this is the perfect time to see which movies you think are going to be a success and what movies are going to be like, Terminator Genesis a couple years ago. <sighs> you know, movie like that. So, not starting with Guardians of the Galaxy because we all know that's going to be a success. Uh-huh. Rumors are saying it might make more than Age of Ultron made this opening weekend. If that is a fact. is it Was that Dave East? Was it? I would hope not. It? He's a device. <laughs> he had a Cleveland game. Is that Dave East? 
kind of like Davies. He's about as he's as tall as Kyrie, so it might uh-huh. be him. They look like they could be like went to school together or something. They probably did. Because <laughs> well, Davies is from New York, Kyrie was from New Jersey. Mm-hmm. So they might have like played basketball together. against each other or something. <laughs> and quiet, a little 35 and 10 by LeBron. Mm-hmm. Okay. All right, so we're going to start out with a movie from next week. King Arthur, Legends of the Sword. Boomer bus. That is... That's actually a difficult... What's up? Boo or bust? Boom. Uh, oh, so that's two bad things. <laughs> Boom or bust seems like two bad things. <laughs> Boom! <laughs> so, you think it's going to bomb or is it going to be a success? I'm going bust. There you go. Um, <laughs> that's another word I couldn't think of. Bust. Yeah, this movie... Looks like a bus. This looks like a movie, a franchise that Charlie Hunnam wants so bad to be a a, a big popular franchise, but it ain't gonna happen. I just yeah. these type of little sandal sword movies just cannot be successful. All right, next we got Alien Covenant. Boom. All right. Yeah, I can just see that doing well. Yeah, I see it doing. Decently, Prometheus didn't really knock it out the park. Yeah, so I'm guessing I'm thinking critically. Okay, we, we can do it. You can, we can. Okay, you can do it however you want. You can just say like which way you're yeah. guessing for it. So you think this one's critically going to yeah. be a success? It probably do well, just like a nice thirty million. Okay, but it, it'll look art. Right. Wouldn't be like thirty million if. Guardians of the Galaxy did that. You'd be like, "Woo!" Yeah, well, it was over for that. That was quick. <laughs> or uh, thirty, mo- thirty or twenty-two thousand in Wale. Uh, Wale, which I I just typed it in. I, throughout this episode, I should get some Wale updates. Cause Everybody, keep checking Wale's Twitter. Cause I'm very concerned. Uh, DJ Academics tweeted Wale Shine album after weekend sales projected to sell twenty-two thousand first week. People are commenting stuff like. Nah, B, this went triple styrofoam. <laughs> and, <laughs> and, oh, this thing went copper. That's all kind of things. In, in the comments for or to that tweet, Wale also commented. He said, it's crazy. My fans love it. I'm excited to see what's coming. Nah, you not. He's in denial right now. This he's, is just. He's about to go on tour on some clubs. He can't even do like little gonna, gonna stages. Be bars on karaoke nights, karaoke in his own songs. Like, oh, while I hear, say what, say what? Let's go with my haters. I'm balling through the fun. Oh, I saw God. him when he was on the Breakfast Club. Was he crying? I mean, Charlemagne wasn't even there. It was, it was just envy and ye and him. That's kind of a boring interview. Yeah. I mean, he was talking about when he was crying. I don't know why we're talking about Wally so much on this episode. <laughs> He's depressing me. But all right, moving on. We got next movie, Baywatch. Uh, this movie has Dwayne The Rock Johnson in it. This will be booming. <laughs> now, uh, if we want to go... Uh, if I say doubt. Critics. R- Review-wise. I doubt it would be very good. <laughs> all right, next Pirates of the Caribbean, Dead Men Tell No Tales, the fifth movie in this franchise. I am going to go boom off the strength of its pedigree, but in my heart it would be a bust, but I can't, I don't know these Americans. I think over here, it's going to do, I don't think it's going to 
for them, I think they gonna they wanted to make lots of money. I think people are done with this franchise right yeah, now. Yeah, they'll see after this one. All right, next up, Wonder Woman. <sighs> Boom. Reluctantly. <laughs> what do you think it's going to do uh, review-wise, good or bad? I don't know. There's a whole bunch of mixed stuff coming out, <laughs> but when I saw there was people didn't like this movie, like I can see it being a 50%er. All right. Gonna have to revisit that come uh, in a couple episodes. Mm-hmm. Next, we got the Mummy. The box office is gonna be booming, or is it gonna be bust? Is it bombing? Whichever one makes more sense, booming or bombing. <laughs> I couldn't even remember what you asked at the first. <laughs> huh? I'm trying to. I'm trying to picture. Like, does Tom Cruise still get people out to the theaters off the strength of him specifically? Shaq looks humongous. That dude is wide in this commercial. He's only going to get wider. <laughs> well, that, that muscle slowly wears off even more. I'm go boom. Right. Uh, barely, I'm edging it to a boom. On another episode, I'm gonna have to go and look at uh, Tom Cruise with his his first week sales of recent because yeah. I don't think that he does good anymore except for Mission Impossible. Yeah, that's what's making me struggle. Well, I'm gonna come back to that later. All right, next up we got Nah, I ain't gonna do that because Cars Three seems like it's a kids movie. Those always do good. <laughs> um, Transformers: The Last Night. <laughs> Boom! Because you dumb Americans won't. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's good. I think that's gonna boom over here and overseas. I'm trying to love that movie, but that reviews are going to be booty. Uh-huh. No matter if the movie's good, because <laughs> Michael Bay has such a strong hatred. Some of it's earned. Uh, all right, next up, Spider-Man: Homecoming. Boom. War of the Planet of the Apes. Boom. War for the Planet of the Apes. Yeah, it's definitely going to do good. But I can see one more before if they don't conclude it, like coming up here shortly. (laughs) We're going to get tired of it. (laughs) Yeah, because they got the critics and the people on their side. Yeah, so wrap up, take advantage why the going is good. Since they had such a high peak with Dawn of the Planet of the Apes, I think this one's going to. Go down. I think it's still going to be a great movie, but I think it's going to drop some critically, yeah. though. All right. Dunkirk is going to be booming or bombing. <laughs> this one is. I want to have to get some sort of in the middle because you have your movie got to appeal to all the races. This. I can't see anyone of color having like a big, big interest in wanting to see Harry Styles uh, run around on the beach with. Cannon shooting off and stuff. <laughs> but also, it's Chris Nolan. They'll promote it right from. I'll go boom, I guess. Yeah, I think this movie is going to make money off its name. But if any one of his movies bomb of recent, it's this one. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Next one. This is an obvious choice to me, but I'll see what you think. Val- Valerian? And the city of a thousand planets. Mind you, I didn't know that was the character's name. Uh-huh. I was His name thrown, is Valerian. I was thrown off by that. <laughs> this reeks of 
that Wachowski movie with Channing Tatum and Mila Kunis. But sadly, what do you think? Is the box office gonna be booming, or is it gonna be bombing? This movie was so anticipated, but it looked Shaq. I have to rewind to see what made him laugh at heart. (laughs) Seeing how this movie was anticipated, but then seeing like trailers for it. This looks like a, a bust. Yeah, people don't really like that f- the so fifth sh- element vibe anymore. Uh-huh. It's so sh- if this movie would have came out visually around where Avatar came out, this would have been one of them like, man, this looks amazing. But now it's been done so many times. It's all colorful. <laughs> and then you got it's led by uh what's his name? Dane. Yeah, Dane DeHaan. Cara Delevingne, mm. Rihanna, yeah. <laughs> little odd style cast. <laughs> I like Dane DeHaan, but he ain't giving me reasons to like him as of late. No. Yeah, so I don't, I'm not too sure about this film. Of course, I want to see it. So if you had to choose, boom or bomb? Uh, I'm going bomb. All right, what about critically? Huh, I can see that being like a 60% type movie. All right. Now on to the Dark Tower a movie. We haven't I even got trailer. I'm about to say I forgot all <laughs> about this movie. Idris uh, and Matthew. I'm a go boom. I sup. I don't know. I ain't number. No, but this is a the, the most mysterious movie. This is more mysterious <laughs> than Ten Cloverfield Lane. This <laughs> 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 yeah, they hiding something. All right, and that's really all besides kids movies. Those are all the big box office movies coming out for the summer. It seemed like a a weak summer, mm-hmm. just based off those movies. Guardians and Spider Man really gonna have to carry it, and some of those non box or non blockbuster movies are gonna have to be really good for the summer to be a lot more appealing than it looks. All right. Now, switching gears, moving back to Fast and the Furious, going to continue this bracket. If you listened to the last episode, doing a 64-movie bracket with movies that were done by the people who starred in The Fate of the Furious. That gives like Vin Diesel, Paul, not and including Paul Walker, and like Charlize Theron, Kurt Russell, Dwayne Johnson, all those people in there. So for the first round, round of 64, uh, but each matchup, you pick the best movie. But in Fast and the Furious franchise, uh, I don't know the word I'm thinking of, but like that franchise, it went from good to bad to good. So that's what we're going to do with this next round. We started off with good. Now I want you to pick the worst movie from okay. these match or from each one of these matchups. So the first matchup is Guardians of the Galaxy versus Death Race. What is mm-hmm. the worst of the two? It's obviously Death Race. <laughs> I, was, I don't know why it's popped in my head. I read that <laughs> Kwame Brown was upset that he went five in the big three draft. <laughs> For what I was upset, I saw his name. I was like, that team is automatically eliminated. But he is smoking. He's lucky he went five. He should have went undrafted. Smush Parker went undrafted. See, if I'd rather take Smush Parker and his ridiculousness than Kwame Bus Brown. Lord, oh, man. Let's real good drafted. I'm trying. Let me look at these teams real quick. Because when they were showing it on the six or whatever that Sports Center show is called, I didn't see his name. Uh, where did this? 
Let's see. Oh my gosh, it's on. What the heck? Oh yeah, I'm about to hold up the podcast just to look at this. <laughs> look at the hair on them Rockets players. They look nutty. They they look dirty. Let's see. Iverson's team. Iverson. Iverson. Andre Owens. Mike Sweetney. Ruben Patterson. Ruben Patterson. Three headed monsters. Rashard Lewis, Jason Williams, Kwame Brown, Eddie Batson, Muhammad Abdul-Rauf. Oh, then I don't think Latrell Sprint was on any team because I think I saw. Yep, he ain't on no team. You got. That is crazy. This team is trash. Brian Scalabrini, (laughs) Josh Childress, Derek Byers, Rasheel Butler, Dominic McGuire. Yeah, they might not win. Oh, this one's bad too. Jermaine O'Neal, Bunsy Wells, Xavier Silas, Lee Nalen, Mike James. Yeah, but that happened to all the legend type Kenyon Martin, Al Hankton, Rashad McCants, Flight White, and Deion Glover. That, that yeah, Brian Scalabrini team ain't getting no W's. So <laughs> they can just count on that. Anyways, yeah, Death Race is the worst one. All right, next up we got Triple X3, Return of Xander Cage, mm-hmm. or Into the Blue. <laughs> I ain't seen Triple X3, but I know Into the Blue is worse. <laughs> Yes, I would have to say that's a fact. <laughs> Next, we have Waist Deep, mm-hmm. The Expendables. Huh. This is one of those ones what you got a taste for right now, preference type thing. I specifically remember falling asleep in Expendables. I ain't fall asleep in Waist Deep. <laughs> waist Deep, the game's the villain. And then you got to say something <laughs> of such a... Uh, <laughs> Well, I guess Waste Deep was the worst. I was trying to forget that. Cause I remember when he sliced uh, that dude's hand off with a machete. Uh, out of the two movies, which one would I watch again? Waste Deep. <laughs> Waste Deep. <laughs> Expendables, I just, I'm done with those movies after the first viewing. All right, so Waste Deep moves on. Next, we got Furious 7 or Suicide Squad. Oh, well, Suicide Squad is way, way... Way worse. <laughs> All right, moving down to the lower left side of the bracket. I don't remember what I called it last time. <laughs> First matchup is Avatar and Brick Mansions. Huh, Brick Mansions. Yeah, even though Avatar is kind of booty now. <laughs> yeah, with Avatar as a better <laughs> movie. All right, next up, which one is worse, Death Proof or Crank? Hmm. Dang, such evenly low lower tier movies. I guess I guess I'm gonna go crank. Alright. So we got crank moving on. Yeah, that was a tough one. You got Quint Tarantino and Death Proof, but that was one of his more bootier movies. Uh-huh. I'm gonna move to watch that again. I ain't pulling out my DVD though. (laughs) All right, next we got Hank. (laughs) The fact that I looked dead at it and just called it Hank. (laughs) Hancock. (laughs) Dang, Hank. Hancock or uh, Transformers Dark of the Moon. Transformers Dark of the Moon. <laughs> that movie is upsetting. <laughs> Back in the day, I loved that movie when it first came out. You watch it again, you're like, 
Oh, I can see why critics pan this movie. Alright, next we got the first triple X versus Sailor. First triple X. <laughs> Gavro with Sailor as the better movie. Alright. Now let's move to the top of the right side of the bracket. We got go over, go over. We got the one versus a million ways to die in the West. <sighs> I suppose a million ways to die in the West. All right. Moving on, we got Fury versus Hercules. This is, again, comes to one of them. If I felt like watching one of these movies, popping Hercules in. <laughs> so, Fury's moving on. Yep, I'm going to let Fury move on off of the strength of my particular taste right now alright yeah I've, those are both good movies but to me Fury is a much better movie mm-hmm. Her, Dwayne Johnson really thought he was about to have his franchise with Hercules uh-huh. that movie was actually good it was entertaining but boy oh boy it didn't make that money though yeah, uh-huh. it's going back to boom <laughs> or bomb alright next up we got Transformers versus Spy Spy is the worst of the movies. Alright. Moving on, we got... Moving on up. Maze Runner Scorch Trials. Or as I used to call it, Maze Runner Scorch Trials. <laughs> I ain't seen that movie. Versus Baby Boy. <laughs> I'm gonna go Maze Runner as the worst movie. Baby <laughs> uh, yeah, Boy. You can't go wrong with a movie that got Omar Gooden. Playing the thug. <laughs> <laughs> uh, All right. Next, we have Transporter versus Kuba and the Top Strings. <laughs> uh, I'm gonna go Transporter. All right. Ooh, Moving ooh, on, we got Four Brothers versus San Andreas. Huh? San Andreas. <laughs> <laughs> So San Andreas is the worst movie. Yeah. Alright. We get Lamarcus Aldrich didn't get off the ground a one bit just now. Yeah, it was aging very quickly. Alright, next we got New Year's Eve versus Machete. Huh. New Year's Eve is would be the worst movie going up against uh, tons of movies. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so New Year's Eve is moving on to the Sweet Sixteen. <laughs> oh wait, nope, yeah, Sweet Sixteen. I got, okay, I can do my math. All right, next up, the last of the round of thirty-two, we have Monster versus the Hateful Eight. That's a good one. Two real good movies. Which one is the worst? The one I prefer would be Hateful Eight, so I guess Monster is going to be the worst. All right. Monster is moving on up to the east side. All right. How long have we been doing this podcast so I can decide to move on to the next round? 58 minutes. I can squeeze in another round real quick. Maybe. Yeah. It's maybe. not like we're to the, to the Drummer's Beat podcast where <laughs> it's just... This will, this will probably be your second time turning it on because you got to listen to it in 20, 20 minute increments. It feels like each five minutes takes a chunk of your life away. That was painful listening to them it talk about the, the seasons. The funny thing is, what keeps appearing on my phone now? 
glow. <laughs> Watch out for me, I'm about to glow. What song. did he say? That song made him go wow, or the song was amazing or something. I had my ear to the speakers like, where that wow moment? It at? sounds like a demo. <laughs> like they freestyled that over there, and then... Yeah. I was I like, for- I'll go back and write to this. I keep forgetting Drake's on the song the way Kanye got most of the vocals. Yeah, Kanye be thinking he can sing. And I'm getting tired of these Kanye freestyle rap songs. Yeah, he's, such I'm- as uh, uh, Pee on Your Grave on that Travis Scott's awful. album. Like, he freestyled. Yeah, and then Schoolboy Q song. It's starting to get to the point where I can't say Kanye is a good rapper no more. Because you got to reach into the vault to find that. freestyling on these songs. Ever since he left Consequence, Consequence <laughs> got the bars. He Cons. was the one. He, he gave Kanye all the bars. <laughs> all right, moving on to the Sweet Sixteen. Forget it. About to just keep going, taking turns, taking turns. Next Take one. Turn. This round would be which is the better movie of the two. <laughs> now starting with Death Race or Into the Blue. Which movie is better? <laughs> Death Race. <laughs> <laughs> All right, sorry, Paul Walker and Jessica Alba. Yeah, you know, Cinderella Slipper only made it to Sweet Sixteen. <laughs> All right, next up, Waist Deep versus Suicide Squad. Which is the better movie? <sighs> I guess Suicide Squad. <laughs> All right. For one, that's sad that it's a very debatable with a movie <laughs> called Waste Deep, Deep where the villain is the game. Who's the better villain? The game or Cara Delevingne? The game. <laughs> <laughs> that's a fact. Real life game and <laughs> fake game. Real life game is scarier than fake Cara Delevingne. He's, at least he looks scary 24-7. Yeah. Cara Delevingne looked ridiculous. <laughs> so stupid. Golly. It was dumb. <laughs> And I still want it on Blu-ray. <laughs> Speaking of Blu-rays, just went to the store for the first time in a long while. The week a movie comes out and purchased it. What movie would I purchase? La La Land. Oh, yeah. I forgot that came out. Not even my favorite movie of 2016, but <laughs> the one movie that needed for me to go out and purchase. All right. Next up, we got Brick Mansions versus Crank. Crank. All right, Crank is the better movie. All right, next up, Dark of the Moon, Triple X. Which is the better movie? Uh, another t- These are some tough uh, choices. Dark of the Moon. I'm more familiar with Dark of the Moon right now, so I'm going to go with that one being better. All right. If you would have asked me... Uh, a couple years ago, I said Dark of the Moon, easy. That's one of my favorite action movies. Mm-hmm. And after watching it recently, it's still better in my opinion, but it ain't as a wide of a margin as yeah. I would have said before. Mind you, I honestly don't remember anything about Triple X. I know so. that's the only. I don't recall him being such a skateboarding type yeah. surf. <laughs> I'll never get over that first trailer for Triple X Three drop. That he was, was boogie boarding down the mountains and <laughs> riding the waves with his motorcycle. Alright, next up we have A Million Ways to Die in the West versus Fury. What is the better movie? I don't think I've seen all of Fury. So I'm going with the, a million the upset of knowing that movie is probably not better. <laughs> it's not, this, but still Seth MacFarlane, so I still want it. I don't know why I haven't bought it yet. Alright, next up 
We have Spy versus Maze Runner, The Scorch Trials. Spy. I spy. Mm-hmm. It was actually a real good movie in the Elite Eight. I'm shocked. All right, next up, Transporter versus San Andreas. Mm. Transporter. Not Transporter 2, or 3, or whatever (laughs) we saw. Yeek. Well, I made us pass up on James Bond. (laughs) All right, last of the Elite Eight. We got, I know this is the easy one. New Year's Eve versus Monster. Which is the better Goodbye, New Year's Eve. Dang it. (laughs) I was hoping I somehow made it all the way to Uh, the end. Ludicrous. (laughs) Yeah, then I want to see which actors have their movies still in. (laughs) Loot out. (laughs) All right, we can go through it. So starting with this one, Charlize Theron is going to be versus uh, Jason Statham. Okay. Jason Statham versus Charlize Theron. Uh, (laughs) Uh, We got Jason Statham versus (sighs) Scott Eastwood. And then Jason Statham versus (laughs) Tyrese. Jason Statham is the man. (laughs) Whether you love his movies, you hate his movies, he got them. All right. Now let's, we can finish this off. We can switch back to which is the worst movie. We got. Death Race or okay. Suicide Squad? Gosh. Anything Suicide Squad go up against is very difficult. <laughs> the worst. I'm gonna just I'm gonna go Death Race as the worst just for which which one is fresher in my mind. Alright, Death Race moving on to the final four. <laughs> we got next we got Crank. Or Dark of the Moon, which is the worst movie? I don't remember Crank as much as I remember Dark of the Moon, so going Crank with the worst. Alright, Jason Statham is really killing it out here. <laughs> I dig he's he's just letting us know he got the wishy washy movies. <laughs> Alright. Next up, A Million Ways to Die in the West or Spy? Which is the worst movie ever. <laughs> A Million Ways to Die in the West. <laughs> Alright, moving on. And then the last of the lead A, we got Transporter versus Monster. Which is the worst of the two? Transporter. All right. So we got our final four. We got Transporter. <laughs> Million Ways to Die in the West. <laughs> Death Race and Crank. Lord. These movies stink. <laughs> All right. Now time to switch it back. Which is the better movie? Starting with Death Race. And Crank. It's a tough one. Gosh. <laughs> Which Jason Statham movie would you much rather watch? Yeah, I was like, all right, Kyle. Which one of these two movies yeah. do you feel like watching? If somebody sat you down like, hey, I got these two movies. Crank, Death Race. What you trying to watch? Honestly, we'll probably say Crank. All right. So, Crank moving on to the, <laughs> to the championship. <laughs> Who would have thunk it? All right. Next up, we got... A Million Ways to Die in the West versus Transporter. Oh, my gosh. (laughs) Which movie is the better of the two? A Million Ways to Die in the West. I'm I'm surprised at this one. A Million Ways to Die in the West is in the championship (laughs) game versus Crank. So we got Jason Statham versus Charlize Theron. It was the worst movie in certain spots, and then got the best of some (laughs) movies. 
Uh, it really benefited from seating. Mm-hmm. All right, so the champion, back to the switch up. Which movie is the worst <laughs> of the two? <laughs> oh, Lord. Crank or A Million Ways to Die in the West? It really may be A Million Ways to Die in the West. That's the worst of the two. Is that your final answer? I'm going with it. A Million Ways to Die in the West. <laughs> All right. So the most <laughs> fast in the first movie, <laughs> first movie of the bunch. It's a million ways to die in the West. Sometimes you like it. Sometimes you hate it. Hank. It's the most wish, wishy-washy movie of the 64. We could probably do the same exact tournament with the same exact seating as I'll pick a different movie. We should, yeah, we might have to do this again. Maybe switch the seatings up. Maybe keep it the same. I could say I switched the seatings up. Not switch uh-huh. them up. You probably Still wouldn't <laughs> Alright, so congratulations to A Million Ways to Die in the West. <laughs> the Charlize Theron, Seth MacFarlane led flick. You are the poster movie for the Fast and the Furious franchise, which all your wishy washiness. Oh, man. So congratulations. And if you ain't seen Fate of the Fate of the Furious, go ahead and check go and check that out now. Great movie. Before Guardians of the Galaxy comes up and takes all his theaters and his money. Lord Jesus. Shout out to A Million Ways to Die in the Frickin' West. <laughs> <laughs> oh man Alright so you got anything else you want to touch on Before we move to this mm-hmm. Rotten Tomatoes or Punishment segment I don't remember which one is next <laughs> And we have to remember We do a Blu-ray segment uh-huh. <laughs> Good thing you said it Because I did not remember that Just to remind myself Nope well, I don't think I got anything else Alright so I think it is the Punishment segment You got somebody or something Or some place or Some group that you want to put on Punishment <laughs> Uh, if 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 we were doing podcasts on punishment, I do <laughs> I do I do the, the for the drummer church on the drum podcast. Uh, <laughs> but nope, I don't got one. Lord Jesus! All right, since they lucky it's a movie podcast. Uh, um, I got somebody. This person committed committed this crime like a couple weeks ago. Back. Back, oh yeah, a couple weeks ago, I don't remember exactly when, but uh, pulling up this article now, if I can learn how to work my phone, get away from this secret life stuff that I was looking up. <laughs> um, oops, all right, so this, uh, I'm gonna just read the quote from this person in their uh, defense of something, she said. It's the compassion for a man who's lost his mother. When you understand the wound, you can work better with people. Or, yeah, work. you can work better with people. That quote comes from Diane Lane. <laughs> when it came to her giving her reasons for why she liked the line oh, yeah. in the movie Batman versus Superman. Oh, man. Where Superman says to one Batman. Martha. Find him. Save Martha. Referring to find Lex Luthor and save his mother, Martha, which caused Batman to pull back like, Zoinks? Martha? My mother's name is Martha. (laughs) So what are you talking about? 
Everybody knows this infamous, infamous moment in the movie because I think 100% of the people who watched it groaned, rolled their eyes, did something of the sorts, laughed, <laughs> like thought this can't be real life. Because that movie was awful. Or not, not not the movie. The movie was disappointing. But that, that moment was awful. That line was terrible. That was a that was one of the biggest jokes in the movie. When I saw that, I was taken aback. I was like, you can't be <laughs> this is, I was crazy. This, this is what causes them to not fight anymore. The <laughs> fact that their moms have the same name. <laughs> Batman's really just going to have a complete shift change. The first hour of the movie, you don't even know this person, but the fact that he was an alien and he had powers to possibly <laughs> kill the world caused him to want to kill him. He was on the brink of killing him when he said, find him, save Martha. <laughs> and Diane Lane, who plays one Martha Kent in the movie, is defending this uh, shenanigans. Now, if somebody asked her what she thought about that one particular line, I don't really expect her to bash it. But you ain't got to praise it. You can be like, I mean, it was in the script. I mean, you know, it is what it is. But don't be trying to give some philosophical reason for why it makes sense. It was dumb. It was a joke. That's the best y'all can come up with when it comes to stopping this rivalry and turning them into friends. Is this the reason why they're going to pair up together in Justice League? Or because their moms have the same name? Nah, play us. So, in honor of that, just stupidity and just, you know, not knowing when you, you ain't got to defend everything you work on. You ain't say the line. You ain't got to defend it. <laughs> you could have just said next question. But not only are you given a dumb reason for that dumb line in that disappointing movie, Diane Lane, you're on punishment. Go sit you in the corner. Been punished. Go sit in the corner and really think about that Think about that line. Say it to yourself over and over again and see <laughs> see if it doesn't sound stupid. See if it sounds as thought-provoking as that little quick little quote made you think it seemed. <sighs> All right. Ooh. Moving on to the uh, Rotten Tomatoes section of our show where we give predictions on Rotten Tomato score for future movies. Time to resolve two flicks. Because we didn't do The Circle last week because had an off week and then we need to do Forgettable. So going on Rotten Tomatoes right now. I was really better off saying zero for some of these movies. <laughs> so looking at The Circle and Rotten Tomatoes, it has a nice 17%. Uh. So looking at our scores, we had confidence in this movie. <laughs> Way too confident based off of the end product. So I guessed fifty six percent, while you guessed a whopping seventy three percent. Oh my gosh! So even though both of ours were atrocious, my uh. guess was slightly less atrocious. Uh, I get the W there, moving my total of eight to your six. Let's see if Unforgettable can either widen or lessen my gap. So unforgettable is sitting at a microscope here. Let's see if you can double back and figure out where my jumping off point was. I can't because you said uh, gap. 
And I said <laughs> Michael Strahan. And we all know what that was. Speaking of Michael Strahan, is Ryan Seacrest the new host with Kelly? I believe so, which after a long search, they found somebody that I don't feel like they have the same chemistry with Kelly. Somebody who is bigger than her, <laughs> arguably, and that's kind of odd. Uh, and he had a, yet another job, uh, something that he has to do every day, every basically. Day. They say he's going to do it Monday through Thursdays. <laughs> Y'all have found uh, my, uh, Ryan Seacrest is my boy, but y'all couldn't find somebody who could. So do it's gonna Monday be a rotating Friday, Friday host. <laughs> Lord Jesus, that is really—he seems too big for them to <laughs> pair up. He would seem like somebody who needs his own show. And like usually they, in the morning, I talk about would you do what you know your wife over the weekend or something. Ryan Seacrest like girls. <laughs> we gonna have to hear about what him and his lover did. Yeah, I mean, I know he ain't dating her no more, but he was dating Julianne Huff, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah, well, <laughs> now who's he dating? And even if he likes dudes, he don't seem like he would even talk about that. Probably, he's like, nah, I don't want to talk like, about nah, our personal nah, I life. Do nothing. We'll so we, the, we do work all the weekend, did your little radio show. Y'all gonna be getting a whole bunch of behind the scenes of keeping up with Kardashian mm-hmm. stories. Since the American Idol reboot failed to come back. Thank goodness. They were trying to bring it back, and if I'm not mistaken, on a different channel. Nobody wants that. It's over. It lasted too long. Oh, yeah, I think it was they were trying to bring it back on NBC to so when voices oh, yeah. are on, they were gonna put on. <laughs> yeah, they wanted it to be that the voice and America's Got Talent. That is crazy. Nah, we good. All right, so oh yeah, back to Unforgettable. This movie is sitting at a very unnecessary and whopping twenty six percent on Rotten Tomatoes. Oops, oh, you said Unforgettable, sir. So. <laughs> All right, so music. so I gave it. A reasonable seven <laughs> percent, <laughs> while you gave it thirteen percent, giving you yes. the victory for this week. Thirteen. <laughs> we were understandable. Uh huh. Twenty six percent. That's crazy. Is nuts. There is no way it can get squirrel. Oh gosh. There's no way it deserves a 26%, and that's low in itself. That's just, I'm showing you how stupid this movie is. Alright, so now that we resolved those two movies sitting at a total of 8 for me, 7 for you, let's see if this next movie can either tie us up or put me ahead even more. Everybody forgets this is a French Montana song. Uh-huh. You'll never hear his whack part. Alright, so next up this got this song got the vibe for this movie. Uh-huh. King Arthur. <laughs> you gonna see Charlie Hunnam swinging that sword. I forget about him. I can't leave you alone. Alright, so what what is your prediction for King Arthur whatever its long title is? 
This is a tough one. I don't even know what I'm about to put. I got a number that just popped in my head, but I feel like it's the same number that pops in all my heads for these movies. 54%. I need something kind of down the middle. All right. You got 54%. To play it safe. The first number that popped in my head, and I'm just going to go with it because that's how unsure of this movie I am. I mean, I'm sure that this movie will not have a positive rating, in my opinion. But the first number that popped in my head is... 37%. <laughs> now, I feel like I've picked 37% on multiple occasions. I'm really not sure, but I'm going to just ride with it. So, our predictions for King Arthur, yours is 54%, and mine's is 37%. Have I picked 37 before? Mm, nope. Oh, yep, yep, yep. Picked it for Ghost in the Shell. That seems about right. Alright, so we will resolve that one in a couple of weeks, since just basically Guardians of the Galaxy comes out next week. Alright, moving on to the Blu-ray segment. Oh yeah. So we missed week. We did the week when was split and stuff, right? Uh, I don't think so. Alright, so we did the week with Hidden Figures and all that? I think so. Okay, so I... I off the strength, I can't remember. We'll go back a couple weeks and say... The Founder? I think we said that one, because I said I still haven't watched it yet, if I'm not okay, mistaken. and then it was Sleepless. Did we do that? We might not have did that week then. If we did, I don't remember, so you can just start from wherever. Okay, then... So, did you see Sleepless? Yeah. All right. So Sleepless. That's my rent. It was. It was I. You know, Jamie Fox can do better. I feel like he was deep voicing his way through a struggle performance. <laughs> and I think, I think the movie is better than I give it credit for. But I, in my head, is it was kind of weak. So when it comes to putting it ahead of or behind other movies, it really gets a short end of the stick sometimes, so it might be a lot lower on my year-end list than it should be, but don't get it twisted. It's still not a memorable movie, so that <laughs> is, that's its fault, so I might rent. Alright, Split. That is a tough one. It's either... No, I'll go accept as a gif, because when I first watched the movie, after I, right after I watched it out the theater, I didn't like it. But then after more thought and reading about it, I gained more of a, an affection and like for the movie. So I put it at a accept as a gift. All right. Moving on up to, I mean, we have the answer to this one. La La Land. Oh, that's the best song. <laughs> that, that, that is a own. Yeah. <laughs> Whatever. I don't even know if that's what I, my rating scale, but that's a yes. <laughs> Next we have Underworld Blood Wars. That was a surprisingly better movie than I thought it was. But 18% freshness starring Theo James. <laughs> Your boy. <laughs> but don't get it twisted again. That's not something I'm going to be running back to watch. So, if need be, that's a might rent. Uh, then we have The Bye Bye Man. That is, I will never, ever watch that atrocious movie again. That is one of the worst movies to come out in the last few years, let alone this year alone. So, nah, I'm good. I'm good. I'm just going to pretend that movie don't exist. Did you see The Comedian? Nah, I might watch it later. It's on my list. Did you see Goat? Nope. I didn't want to see Fat Matthew McConaughey (laughs) and 
your boy uh, Toby Kibble and Kibbles or Kibbles and Bets, whatever his name is. Being All right, well, that brings us to a dog's purpose. That's a might rent. It was one, again, it's one of those movies that just the quality drops in my head the longer I or longer it pass or time goes since I've seen it. And I got Pooch Hall with a uh, Jerry Curl <laughs> and some weight gain in it. So, oh, man. I'm good. All right. And finally, we have the 6% freshness starring Alex Rowe rings. Speaking of this movie, I entered in a sweepstake, sweepstakes to win that movie for free. <laughs> Only because all you had to do was send an email putting like two words. I was like, if I can get this movie, I can sell it back for a couple bucks. So, why not? <laughs> But that is a movie I would never want to watch again. That mm. movie is atrocious. That is what makes me really have a love-hate relationship with scary movies. Because in a year where you get the Bye Bye Man and Rings, you get a quote-unquote horror movie like Get Out or Split. So, <sighs> never watching that movie again. Me, uh-huh. Dayton? Uh, I thought she was gay. Cause I thought I just I was like, oh, they just took a picture together. I scroll again. That's Ruby uh, Rose, right? Yeah, and, and uh, Donald Glover with an odd beard. <laughs> I hope this isn't for Han Solo. Yeah, I thought uh, Ruby Rose was gay, and I don't know what they would be doing. I'm just taking pictures together. Did they walk like a carpet together or something? They had the Met Gala. Dang, look at your boy. <laughs> he looks crazy. <laughs> All right, I'm done off of here. Sean Combs too old to be lounging like that. <laughs> All right, is that was, was that the last flick? Yeah. All right, so what movie you plan on watching before the next episode? Actually, ain't even. Let me see. Where am I saying? Oh, I'm stupid. <laughs> we all know what is being seen. And being seen uh, immediately, that would be three generations starring Elle Fanning, Naomi Watts, and third white actress, <laughs> Psych, Guardians of the Galaxy Volume Two. All right, myself, I'm definitely seeing that. I'm really, I'm really getting thrown off about when I'm going to see this because if we talking, it's going to do Age of Ultron numbers. Then I don't know when I'm gonna see it because I I want to see it at six o'clock in the morning. <laughs> <laughs> I might go see it Thursday night, but for super popular movies, they usually have more than just a couple times. Rogue One had like one every hour, and that was crowded. But I expect Guardians of the Galaxy to probably do more than that. And mm-hmm. right now, it only has like two IMAX times and two regular times, so. Unless that changes, I'm probably, I'm probably going to see it Thursday night, the last showing, fall asleep in it, have to come see it again, be tired <laughs> for work the next day, but honestly, the movie I might see before that is Slate, I believe, that little uh, sci-fi black movie. Oh, yeah. Slate. Sl- yeah, is that, yeah, Slate. Slate? Where is Slate from? <laughs> I think that's what I'm going to see. That or The Circle, but... That circle is dropping that down. That movie, Slight Mate, like a million dollars. That's a lot. <laughs> it stars Jacob Lattimore. Yeah, who starred in that movie with Will Smith that was a stinky movie. But anywho, mm-hmm. Franklin. Turtle. Shell. Taco. Mexican. 
Antonio Banderas. Dustin Boots. Timberlands. Trees. Lynchings. <laughs> okay, you switch it up from hangings to lynchings. <laughs> Alright, but I guess that's all we have for this episode, if I'm not mistaken, unless there's anything else you want to throw in there. Is that it? I think that is it. Alright, well, this has been uh, another episode of the Leo B. Gyllenhaal, whatchamacallit. It is your boy, Leo Archibald, a.k.a. Young Denzel, a.k.a. O'Shea Bratz in the third, a.k.a. Slim Nady, a.k.a. Slim Pickens, a.k.a. Robert Balmain Jr., a.k.a. Belly Rollin', a.k.a. Fresh J. Nate, a.k.a. Nady Irving, a.k.a. Cartwheel Nady, a.k.a. You already know who it is. You can find everything we have at the Great Musical. It's Joaquin Pennysworth, aka Pusher K, aka Kayanya Fix My Life Vincent, aka Kai Dollar Sign, aka Knife Guy, Young Black Phil. Wow! <laughs> Kayanya Taylor Joy, Fossil Man, the Fitbit Messiah, Terry Hightower, Chevy K, Chorus Kojo, Glock Oswaller, Station Wagon K, Chatwick Flossman. And uh, I'm gonna pause Kanye's very whack verse just to <laughs> let a real singer get on stage. Sweet, sweet lady, would you be my sweet love for a lifetime? I'll be there when you need me. Just call it. Receive me. Woo! Uh-huh. All right, y'all. Hey. <laughs> All right, now. I got my Tim's unlaced. <laughs> okay, he's doing it big. Man, well. Before I dance for 20 minutes while I let the audio just roll, you know we got to end this off hey, with Hey, we have to say Theo oh, James. <laughs> this will never be a smooth ending. It will never be a smooth ending. Is that Becky Hammond looking very old? Yeah, they're working with Greg Popovich on Asian. Uh, wore out. <laughs> Theo James sucks. Yep. Jai Courtney sucks. Your boy. Alex Rose sucks. Your boy. Miles Taller sucks. Your boy. Nat Wolf sucks. Your boy. And let's let the cranks come back in for this man. He be dancing to this song in his mirror. Hey. While he's putting on his high a uh, hot topic ensemble. His name is Go Ansel. Go Ansel. <laughs> Go Ansel Elgar Solo You might see him DJing this song at his parties he be DJing Go Ansel Go Ansel Go Ansel Go Ansel And you know we gotta end this off with a Go Ansel Go Ansel Go Ansel Yeah He's spinning on his head Hey, 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 hey
I'm solo. I'm solo. I'm solo. Go, baby driver. I'm solo. I'm solo. Dang, Tyrese. <laughs> <laughs> oh.